0: everyone i'm iman and i'm carla and you're listening to screensaver a podcast about all things pop culture today we are continuing an ongoing series of episodes in which we reflect on the past year to discuss and rank our favorite pop culture releases last episode carla and i discussed our top tv shows today we're back to discuss our favorite albums of 2017 Carla, I think we would be the first to admit that our music consumption this year was lacking.
1: Yeah, a lot of good music came out this year, but even so, it's pretty telling that my workout playlist was one of the only things I consistently listened to this year.
0: Okay, to be fair, Carla's workout playlist is dope and definitely the only thing I listened to <laughs> this year too, but I digress. To make up for our lack of musical consumption this year, we've invited our cousin Eric, a music expert, the host of the House Arrest podcast, and a dear friend of this pod, back to share his thoughts on the last year's tunes. Welcome back to the pod, Eric.
2: yo, It's like a House Arrest <laughs> tradition now. Or, and screensaver. It's a collab. It's, my horoscope said that this year is supposed to be about collaboration, so here you go. First one.
0: Yes. All right, so I figured we could start our discussion with some broad reflections. Last year, the three of us recorded a similar podcast to recap all of the music that was released in 2016, but Carla, how do you think that 2017 measured up in terms of its releases? Okay, so yesterday, I actually
1: went back and listened to the podcast we recorded last year, And the more I listened to us talk about all the albums that were released, the more it made me realize 2016 was a really unique year in terms of music that might never be replicated in our lifetimes. So much truly good music came out throughout that year that I personally spent a lot of 2017 Going back to a lot of those albums. And yeah, a lot of good albums came out this year too, and we'll get into them when we share our lists. But I'm still really impressed by the staying power and permanence of those 2016 albums.
0: I completely agree. As you said, I know that good music came out this year. But I caught myself slipping back into 2016 to re-listen to albums or even discover ones that I'd missed. Everyone should listen to Vicente Garcia because he's really good and from (laughs) 2016. (laughs) But yeah, seriously, I think that a big difference last year was that a lot of good music came out and everyone was talking about that really good music. This year, maybe I just had my head in the sand, but I didn't feel like the conversation was as strong. Who knows?
2: Maybe not to get all political, but I think the political climate really had to do a lot with that and just taking over the, I don't know, the meme of the collective. Because I think a lot more people were watching what was going on with the president as opposed to, hey, what's Beyonce doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like... No, seriously. The, the chaos was really like it it just took me out of fun stuff i guess you can say like speaking of political chaos if anyone wants good npr podcast recommendations hit me up but (laughs) in terms of in terms of music eric we are counting on you what did you think of music in 2017
2: it was a weird year um 2016 really spoiled us uh 2017 was and i i don't know if i did th- made this prediction on here last year but where i said we were going to get a lot of smaller acts releasing like up and coming mm-hmm. um i think that was very like a narrative this year almost to like a mind-numbing extent because next thing i knew there were 20 new rappers named little something that everybody <laughs> was talking about uh, <laughs> some were some are good some i i'll pass on any day but uh i think that's the thing it was just a transition period where we were getting the new wave of artists that will probably usher in most of the music for, you know, 2020 and on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Re- really young artists too. I yeah. think that was a definite trend.
0: Gosh. Yeah. It, Carla mentioned this a few years back, but she she would just kind of mention a rapper's name and then be like, can you believe X rapper is this many years younger than me? And now I'm getting into that territory and I don't like it.
2: <laughs> oh, it's, it's a nightmare.
0: You did mention our podcast from last year. We have a little treat queued up. I personally had almost forgotten about this, but Carla has the clip of our predictions from last year queued up. So why don't we rerun that and see how accurate our predictions were. Cool.
2: For me, personally, I think because we've got such a heavy wave of, like, big hitters, that I think 2017 will be the year of, like, smaller acts blowing up.
0: Hmm. That's which a I good think, prediction. Which I
2: think, yeah, which I think is great because honestly, like, we, we don't have that deep of a well. <laughs> like, I'm I'm always looking for the newest thing and we definitely didn't get, like, the newest thing in 2016 because we were just so bombarded with these greats.
0: That's true. Yeah. I kind of, I have a sense that a lot of bigger artists are going to go into hibernation. I think maybe 2018 is going to be really big. Um, cause I think people are probably still processing in terms yeah. of what's going on socially right now. And it, it would probably be too early for, for Beyonce to come up with another album or Kendrick to come up with another album. Cause I mean, we didn't mention his untitled album last year, which was pretty short, but also pretty good.
2: Well, I mentioned this on my, my own podcast. Like, I think we're going to get a Kendrick album this year because he's yeah. performing at Coachella.
1: Oh, that'd true. be nice.
2: Yeah, and, like, yes, he did have Untitled and Unmastered last year, but those were all, like, just...
0: Demos, almost.
2: Demos, throwaway albums, which kind of makes me mad, because I'm like, these are your demo and throwaway albums? This is beautiful, <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, but I I think we're going to get a new Kendrick album this year. Um, there's Murmurs of a new Jay-Z album this year. Uh, I think... I actually think maybe, just maybe... And people say this, and it might not be true, but, like, I think maybe rock will make a comeback in the next four years. Keep that in mind. <laughs> because rock has always been built on rebellion, much like hip-hop. But, like, I think I think now there's something to write about.
0: Okay, so that was a super long clip, but Eric was batting a hundred. Can whatever I just take the... this
2: crystal ball that helps me look into the future and just <laughs> slam dunk yes. it and just <laughs> posterize you guys? Because I nailed that.
0: Woo. Yeah, I was thinking like this clip is long, but Eric is just like spitting fire. Like <laughs> I, we can't stop this because, <laughs> like, I, I need him to tell me the, like lottery numbers. <laughs> I am super impressed. Okay, so let's break it down. Eric got the the Jay-Z album. Mm -hmm. And boy, did we get an amazing Kendrick album, which I sounded way too shy to admit I wanted. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I also think what Eric mentioned even before we played the clip, the bigger point stands that we got to see a lot of great work this year by lesser-known performers. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's like how you said, Iman, we saw a lot of the big acts go into hibernation.
0: Yeah, so I guess it'll be interesting to see, either this year or next, how the smaller artists and the bigger artists either collaborate or compete. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But um, now that we've set the stage, I guess we should get into get into some of the music that really stood out to us this year. So, similar to last year, we've picked and ranked, although some of us are still ranking (laughs) (laughs) our top five albums of 2017 so before we do that why don't we start start soft and uh talk about honorable mentions that you'd like to share maybe some albums that didn't make the top five list but still deserve special shout outs carla do you want to kick us off sure i have a shout
1: out that I feel like I'm almost embarrassed to admit it because I never thought I'd ever endorse this guy, but my honorable mention goes to Calvin Harris and his album Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1.
2: That's a solid one.
1: Prior to compiling this album, Calvin Harris was probably better known for creating club hits, and I think he dated Taylor Swift at one point, but... After getting Migos and Frank Ocean together on Slide, which was a single that he released early in the year, it definitely caught my attention. Um, Funkwave Bounces is the perfect fun summer album, and it features an impressive star-studded lineup. I'm not sure how much lasting power it'll have, but even if it only serves as a summer of 2017 time capsule it works pretty well oh and also it features young thug making what i'm pretty sure is a low-key arthur reference so i automatically have to love it just for that
0: (laughs) wait what was the
1: reference um hey mr you a rat burn
0: oh Oh, my gosh gosh.
1: and that was just (laughs) one of them i think
2: we should get Chance and Young Thug to just do like an Arthur song.
1: <laughs> yes. I think it's just an <laughs> indicator of how young the new artists are coming up that they're making Arthur and Caillou references.
0: <laughs> yeah, what I was just about to say is that what I do love about these young artists is that they make references that I usually understand <laughs> yes you, you speaking of calvin harris though you did slip a few of his tracks onto that aforementioned workout playlist and i have to admit those are among some of my favorites i would catch myself listening to a song and thinking i really like this and then i would look down at the album and be like wait calvin harris the <laughs> dude that, that day to taylor swift but no, it's it's been good, and I, I definitely second that honorable mention. Um, if I can add my own quick honorable mention to this year, I'm going to say Grizzly Bear's Painted Ruins. Mm. Um, probably the first non-rap album we've mentioned, but uh, I heard about it through Instagram. It actually came up as an Instagram ad, and I thought, oh, wow, Grizzly Bear has an album, and it worked because I clicked on it, and I went through to Spotify, and I spent probably a full day last year just playing it on repeat it's probably not a top ranker for me because it didn't feel particularly new or innovative within grizzly bears discography but it's always cool to get new songs from a band you like so i didn't yeah, even know that grizzly Bear. Yeah, yeah me, me did. neither it was pretty good it was in august hmm. I have to check it out. shout out to instagram <laughs> hey Dick, what about you
2: so i have two or actually, I might have three. Because I'm still finalizing it in my head. And I just finalized my number four spot. And my number five spot still kind of. Mm. Um, but my first honorable mention is going to be Drake's More Life. Uh, nice. It was... If not for my number one album, it I probably would have listened to it more. Uh, but after we got views... Oh, man. This was such a welcome sound it was so warm and bouncy and it just sounded fun as opposed to views which just sounded long and just you it it felt like you a week passed by the time you finished the album because it just felt like it was just yeah it was just a long album it wasn't as enjoyable as I thought I agree um so yeah Drake's More Life definitely floored me his I guess that's more of a playlist technically but you know whatever um and then (laughs) i'm gonna throw in as well uh the newcomer and he's actually on calvin harris's uh khalid american teenager was honestly up there in my rankings but i like dropped it down because i just thought this other album might be worth it more but that kind of speaks to it this kid is young he's like 18 wow But his songwriting ability makes him I, I, i would think he's in his late 20s um it's and i didn't even realize it until today but it's very much a a breakup album uh which hmm. kind of tells you like i enjoyed the music so much that i didn't even realize like how deep it was but i was but the way he speaks about it just is very mature and then his voice he just has an amazing voice that i'm sure you've heard uh
1: how would you find out about him
2: uh my buddy at work was like hey have you heard he's all like, well, you like logic right and i was like yeah okay and he's all like, have you heard of Khalid and i was like nah and he's all like, play the song location and everybody knows location now and i was like oh dang this is really good and then i went and listened to the uh the album as i was walking the house arrest producer dusty my dog
0: mm-hmm. and it
2: <laughs> floored me I, I i just remember stopping and being like holy crap that album was so yeah it like a coming of age album but it's his first album so i don't even know like I, I can't yeah.
0: wow speaking. and then i'm excited to check this out
2: yeah dude it's really good and then uh my number three was um shit i already forgot <laughs> oh well if i remember it i'll leave it at that i'm i'm cool with drake and
0: yeah tuck tuck probably. it into your top five yeah great so that'll be part of my 2018 music but looking back to 2017 let's get into that fun ranking our top five albums all right so i am probably going to start because mine are the albums aren't lame but the fact that i couldn't think of five is so (laughs) uh i really had to struggle to come up with five albums i mean Kind of like Eric mentioned before, I think I could very easily recommend 20 podcasts to people, just be it news podcasts or just stuff that was helping me either keep abreast of or escape from the political chaos with good stories. But yeah, I think it wasn't because of a lack of good music, but probably my own sleeping through it all. So here it goes, listing my pseudo top five. I'm going to start number five. Eric mentioned it, but I think I'm going to say more life. Mm. Number four, uh, I'm just going to rip through them all and sure. then I'll comment on them after. So, number five, more life. Mm-hmm. Number four, Vince Staples, big fish theory. And numbers three through one <laughs> are Kendrick Lamar's damn. I, I know. I approve the- that ranking. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i know uh all these albums will definitely be on alice gala's list and i see they were in eric's honorable mention so i won't get too into them but drake's album kind of kicking off of what eric said it's so danceable and so fun i really enjoyed it and was glad that it came out after after views i think just looking at the album artwork for both of those one where it's Drake in a very memeable, like yeah. tiny corner, as <laughs> opposed to his, his dad with the cigar. Yeah, it's his dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that tells you all you need to know. Um, Vince Staples, for me, it kind of feels this is probably my own ignorance, but it felt like he came out of nowhere. And now that he's most definitely here and everyone's talking about him, I'm all for it. I mean, who couldn't love? late night balling i know it's probably (laughs) one of his most famous ones but i love it it's great (laughs) lastly kendrick man did either of you see him perform the college football halftime show i did i think it was a couple of nights ago kendrick he can do no wrong and i think this year we're gonna get a little bit at least some guaranteed more music from him because of black panther So that's right.
2: I'm so excited for that.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. Back to Dam, though. Dam followed Kendrick's previous album's kind of narrative format, which is something that I've always really loved about him. But it also provided such jammable singles. And this is totally random, but I will totally back any song or album that makes a reference to Grey Poupon. (laughs) 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 All right, so... (laughs) that is, that is my silly list. I'm sure we'll touch more on these albums later. So, Carla, why don't you give us yours? All right.
1: Well, I struggled a little bit with my list too,
0: because similar to
1: Iman, I think I spent more time listening and re-listening to random singles and only listened to one album a ton. And then all the others kind of took a backseat. So Rather than this being a list of the five best albums I heard, I think it's more accurate to describe my list as a list of the only complete (laughs) albums I listened to as a whole. So with that little disclaimer, I'm just going to start at the bottom of my list and work my way up. Number five for me goes to The National with their album Sleep Well Beast. This is a selection that really speaks to the old indie rock slash college version of me, because I really loved returning to the Nationals' melancholic yet soothing tones. Number four for me goes to Drake with his album More Life. And I know technically Drake promoted this as a playlist, but... I decided to put it on my list mostly because I was impressed by the breadth of his 22-track project. I can't believe how long this was, but to me this album was just, it was just pure joy to listen to, and it only further cements his place as probably one of the biggest figures in modern pop music
2: it's it's an hour and a half long and it doesn't feel an hour and a half long it's so light on yeah (laughs) that's right
1: moving on number three for me goes to vince staples with big fish theory this album was actually my first formal introduction to vince staples i think eddie recommended it during our recording of the last podcast we all did together and i think it only took about the first three tracks for me to instantly take to his sharp lyrics and electronic beats and rhythms. Moving up the list, number two goes to SZA with Control. I feel like SZA another artist that she kind of came up out of nowhere and she was talked about everywhere all of a sudden this year. Her soulful vocals and vulnerable lyrics remind me a lot of Frank Ocean. And I think that's probably the best compliment I could give her. And then finally, number one has to go to none other than Kendrick Lamar with his album Damn. If I'm being honest with myself, Damn would also probably be my selection for number one through five on my list because it's the only (laughs) album I listen to most consistently throughout the year, and it's probably because it was the only album I feel like I needed. Dam confirms that Kendrick Lamar remains at the absolute top of his game, and that nobody comes close to him. And I feel like that's not an exaggeration whatsoever. Eric, what about you? Share your list with us.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna play some ISO real quick because I'm going to, you know, to reference the ringer. <laughs> but okay. I'm, I'm actually going to start from my number one. But before I do that, okay. I, I just finalized my my, uh, my list. And once I do this, it's right, set. But I think my third honorable mention, because remember I said three and I couldn't say the third one because I hadn't decided. Um,
0: uh-huh. It
2: was really tough. Like I said, it came down to the wire, but I'm going to say my third honorable mention was Tyler, the creator's Flower Boy. Ooh. Uh, mm. It was... That's a, a really good one. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It took me until just literally just now to decide it's not going to be my number <laughs> five. Um But it was a breakout year for Tyler. He grew so much as an artist this year, especially with that album. I've always liked Tyler, but this was an album that I felt he reached his peak. He learned the sound that he likes, the lyrics that he likes. Uh He took everything that was... Good about him, and just made it perfect, and added some new tricks. So definitely check it out. It is Tyler, so there are going to be some uh, racy lyrics, but it's it also has just a very warm sound, and it's just fun. It's a fun album. That being said, to my list. Well, now that I did that, I guess I can go five. Number five, little
1: Uzi.
2: Little Uzi Verts. Love is Rage Two.
1: Ooh, nice. One of the lils.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he made it. He made it through. um (laughs) <laughs> but i knew about uzi and listening to this album i had the exact same feeling that i had when i listened to uh futures uh, dirty sprite 2 which is one of my favorite albums which was holy crap this guy's good like i instantly was this dude has arrived it's, like he, it's his first proper album and i and my first time really giving him a listen and i just said wow okay this guy's legit i get the hype he's he's gonna be around he makes great music uh, his he has this weird or he's really shaped the culture of hip hop or is shaping it. That's why I'm saying a lot of the artists that came out this year, I think, are going to have a big decade coming in. Um, but his his weird love with uh, punk rock, emo rock scene is very good. It's very prevalent in his lyrics. And I really like that because it's something fresh. It's a new take on all that.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't know he was so into punk rock music.
2: Yeah, he's... but I
1: guess it makes sense.
2: Yeah, if you look at him, he looks like Hot Topic, like back in the day when Hot Topic was, you know, <laughs> a scary place to go in, but they were the nicest people. Yes. <laughs> so, number five, Love is Rage 2. Uh, and also, Exo Tour Life, you know? You can't, like...
1: Oh my gosh, I am going to talk about that later. It pushed me, <laughs> it pushed
2: me to the edge every time. <laughs> um, Number four, and I I don't know if I'd made the right choice for this one, but I'm going to stick with It might be my hot take to myself. Lord, Melodrama. Mm. Uh, Mm. In a year where pop just let us down, uh, we had releases by Katy Perry. Nobody liked it. Nobody cared. Uh, I didn't (laughs) even take the time to even give it a spin. We had a release by Taylor Swift, uh, and people were more Mm -hmm. interested in talking about her controversies as opposed to her music. Um, Mm. And just, I don't know, tell me any other notable uh, pop act that came out this year that people were really rooting for uh i know people didn't really talk about melodrama because it kind of came out kind of came out at a weird time and people people were talking about other things but uh i listened to it out of curiosity and i kept coming back to it just coming back to it and then there was just like a there was just a day that i was just playing non-stop in my car and in my headphones and i really enjoyed it she really shows her her songwriting ability is really prevalent in this and i also just love her beat choice they're always so dark but like dark with diamonds i guess so that's interesting my yeah then number three is scissor control oh. nice uh, yes i uh, i'm a big scissor fan i was awaiting this album a long time and not only did it deliver but it just smashed all my expectations uh i still listen to that album and yeah i mean carla you already spoke on it so i'm not gonna bore everyone with it but she took the ball and ran with it
1: does she have a lot of other albums because i haven't heard them
2: this is her for another like this is her first proper album she has an ep okay uh which i think is uh, s yeah she has an ep you can catch it kendrick's on it um who else Kendrick and then I think apps well, like, TDE is on it because she's signed to that label um hmm so I would check that one out that's actually a really good EP but I don't know what happened but at some point she decided to maybe change her outlook or change her sound or I don't know what happened but she because what we got from that album is not what I like we were getting pre- years previously she you know just like Iman said earlier is just batting a thousand right now <laughs> <laughs> And then number two, Vince Staples' Big Fish Theory. You guys already talked on it. Um, Again, like I said, I'm a big Vince Staples fan. This was a breakout year for him. Uh, I'm going to go see him live in concert with Tyler, oddly enough. So that's going to be really cool.
0: Um,
2: Wow. Yeah, but one thing I loved was it sounded like nothing else in Mm -hmm. hip-hop. And he's just an amazing lyricist who's just comes at the throat every time but the sound uh, it's on. It, there's no other project that sounds like vince staples right now because it just sounds like london grime with some i don't know like it, it, it's its own sound and he even said on twitter which like i said you should follow him that this is like that future zimbabwe music or whatever so that, that's probably why he was on so many uh black panther trailers and then number one of course i think we all know it damn the title is very fitting because i finished it and i was just like damn yeah." kendrick has arrived like he was already established but he just super saiyan up and just he's on another level uh like i said with more life more life probably should be in my top five but kendrick dropped and i pushed more life to the side i Mm
1: -hmm. which is
2: big because it's drake so you know, and they have a unspoken rivalry, but this is just this is going to be a career-defining album for him because not only did it, not only is it amazing, but it also brought the Kung Fu Kenny character out, um, and it came literally the day before, or like yeah, pretty much the day before or day of Coachella, and I remember being at Coachella weekend one, and you would walk around the campgrounds. And all you heard was Kendrick, and it was very cool. It was like the same feeling I got when <laughs> Beyonce dropped her self titled album out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and all you would hear coming out of cars or headphones or people talking about was the self titled album. It had that same feel, so that's another indicator of like game changer. And then, and then also just. I I don't know. uh, There's so much that I can say about this album. I dedicated a whole podcast to it, so I think I said a lot. But one thing that I did love, and Iman kind of touched on it, where it followed his previous albums. What I really like about this is this time he's talking about himself as opposed to him telling stories. Because if you go back and listen to a lot of his albums, a lot of the songs, he's just being the observer. He's talking about what he's seeing. In this album, I feel like he's actually looking inward and talking about himself he's talking about his dna he's talking about his elements he's talking about his love and all that stuff
0: he's making it look sexy
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, had to uh but and then the really cool thing too is you can play it backwards or you know as opposed to uh what's it called uh the, the title track blood being yeah. the first one you can play that one as the last one and then you know sequential order or whatever and it tells a completely it gives a different vibe to the album
1: I feel like this album created a real cultural moment surrounding its release because I don't know if you guys remember but there were a lot of conspiracy theories around it. Oh, yeah. There were predictions that like the letter M the way it was positioned on on the devil album horns. kind of represented devil horns and maybe they, yeah. there was going to be a like a sister album to it where mm-hmm it would represent like a different side to him and then yeah i've also heard like the the whole you can listen to it backwards it works either way i think just the fact that so many theories were popping up about this album speaks to the the way it touched everyone in a in a cultural way too yeah
2: uh what i was also going to say about this too though um Yes, that cultural moment, like I said, with Coachella, that's all you heard, and that's all that people talked about. I remember we were all like, he's closing out Coachella, and everyone was 89% sure that after he performed, he'd be like, go get my my new album, and everybody would be, and then he would be like, Nation, and we'd be like, wait, what? And then we would like it would do the whole YouTube thing where it's already on our phones. Like We were just really excited. <laughs> and then off this album, I went and saw him twice. I. So I'm at Coachella, and then I made the trek up to Anaheim because I was like, I have to go. I need some more Kung Fu Kenny. Like his visuals, <laughs> this everything this year was Kendrick, and even his music videos are some of the best I've ever seen. So yes, like, like I don't I don't even know how to put it into a more relatable term.
1: He's the only artist that really leaves me speechless. I'm just yeah. in awe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I think we can obviously tell we're all speaking about him with such reverence. And I think it, it doesn't feel like an exaggeration just to be like, okay, this guy's an artist and we're just awaiting to see what he does next. Well, yeah. Well, um, we're
2: going to get Black Panther on the 8th, so.
0: <laughs> I am really excited about I that. <laughs> but yeah, back to, I guess, 2017, Kendrick and everything. I mean... He, that album was most definitely my favorite of the year mm. but when it comes down to it I I would say this year for me similar to Carla was one more about tracks than it was about albums
1: right. so
0: I think that was experience for a lot of us so Carla and I also thought it would be really cool to to define a song of the year it doesn't have to be like your your favorite for me it's going to be probably one of my favorites but just choosing one song apart from all the albums that we've been talking about to dig into and having spoken as highly about Kendrick as I did I was really torn about choosing a song off that album or a different one but I'm I'll actually kick it off and okay. I'm going to say I I gave my song of the year to Frank Ocean's single "Biking". Nice. Nice. It is hard to describe the way that this song hits me. I mean, musically, it's it's rap by Frank Ocean, Jay Z, and
2: oh, okay, sorry, yeah. I don't I didn't know, I don't know if you were going to talk about the solo version or the one with Tyler and Jay Z. So that's why.
0: Yes, I'm talking about the one with Tyler and Jay Z. Both are good, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I love that the well, the solo version. I think it starts with acoustic guitar, and the the one with the three of them. It starts with piano. I mean it's yeah. just like when when would I have expected to be talking about rap and saying musically it's it's set to piano and acoustic guitar <laughs> it's um no it's it's just such a beautiful song. I mean, emotionally it's I was, I, I was listening to it on repeat on the treadmill yesterday, and it's it's pain and triumph and nostalgia and freedom, and viscerally it's like. It hits me like the second act of moonlight. and And mm. I don't know all the lyrics of this movie. There are plenty of lyrics that I don't understand from this song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but it it gives me a rush. and I, I think that that's just like that's a beautiful piece of art in the sense that it's it's biking and it evokes everything that they're kind of talking about in the moment. And it's just it's so skillfully done. Um, extra points for the references to jet Jackson and (laughs) style (laughs) within the span of a few lines. This is when I love having younger rappers around. Um, (laughs) And also I guess this is more a question I can pose to you guys, or maybe it's a question I don't want the answer to because I've checked Google and I know that at the end of the song, it says, it's like, got got me fucked up. That's my favorite part it's so good it's my favorite part of the song but I, google says that it's got got me fucked up got fifty thousand racks mm-hmm. it does not sound at all like fifty thousand racks i the first month that i listened to this i thought that he was saying got got me fucked up got million dollar bike
2: <laughs> yeah I, was I thought
0: like, so too oh, yeah so when i looked it up i was just like Man, I wish I hadn't looked up the lyrics because I would rather have a million-dollar bike than 50,000 racks. So I think I'm just going to say, forget Google. I like our lyrics better.
2: I actually do, too. And it's funny because that's exactly what I thought, too. So uh, Google, okay. Google's tripping.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> we need to go on Rap Genius. Yeah, and exactly. See, see if there's some essay someone's written on this.
2: But I think one, touching on that song and just how you said... The music and everything. I just also love the way Frank just paints a picture, like the whole verse about going to going to his first wedding, like uh, the first time he ever attends a wedding, yeah, and how he just reflects on first wedding in my twenties, yeah, and then how he just like reflects on what that means and where that puts him in life. Like I kind of get that because I'll go to I'll go to a wedding and be like, damn, like what is this? Like why are we doing all this? Uh, (laughs) So on and so forth. And I just the the way he's just able to. Analyze himself is. Uh, I, I can't. Even, I don't know who else can do it like he does. Even I don't think even Kendrick can. And after all the praise we said, that should tell you like he he can break himself down to like a molecular level, and you're just like, damn,
0: wow, mm-hmm.
2: I never thought about that.
0: Yeah.
2: But anyways, that's the last thing I want. Yeah,
0: to say. we're hash- hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Carla, I know what your song of the year is, so why don't don't you share with all of us what it is?
1: (laughs) All right, mine's a silly one, and Eric mentioned him earlier, but I had to give my song of the year to Lil Uzi Vert's EXO Tour Life. This was an easy choice for me because very few songs stayed with me this year as much as this one did. I was telling Iman the other day, every time those opening notes start playing along with that strange clicking noise that plays throughout the track, my ears perk up and I'm instantly filled with so much joy, which doesn't make sense at all when you consider (laughs) how alarmingly sad the lyrics are. I don't know, I can't really describe the guttural reaction I have to it. But it probably has something to do with the way Uzi is able to infuse so much raw emotion into his voice. Essentially, I think this song boils down to being an unabashedly dramatic emo anthem. And maybe it just stuck with me because 2017 was the year to wallow in your emotions while also being able to rise above them. So, for that, I'm giving it to Uzi. EXO tour life.
2: Yeah, that's a good choice.
0: Yeah, and his, his hot topic wardrobe. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I'm like trying to like collect my thoughts. I'm trying to collect my thoughts on EXO, but it's just it's just unabashedly good. Like it's just. It's just good.
1: I feel like it shouldn't be good, but it is.
2: I think it's his delivery because one of my favorite lines is uh What is it? Uh He's all stacking my racks all to the top, all to the top, to my pants are falling off. And I just like that's just so. I don't know why that s- stupid line just gets <laughs> me every time. Where I have to like (laughs) sing along with it. And if I miss it, I have to start the song again. And I have no problem starting the song again.
1: (laughs) I didn't realize this song was also commercially very popular. I think it was like at the top of the Billboard chart. Maybe it peaked at number seven or something, but.
2: Something. And then he also went, uh, I think he went double platinum just off that song too.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. But then again, I haven't heard the entirety of his album so if you said it's good i'm gonna have to go back and give it another try
2: it's really good i kind of want to go right now i actually just kind of want to go listen to it right now um but for me uh i'm gonna cheat again and i'm gonna do two i'm gonna do my personal one for me was our boy frank ocean chanel again the way he paints pictures with his words like when he's talking about being in a in Japan and having to hide his tattoos like I felt like I was I was seeing it the way he talks mm-hmm. about how he, he he only has uh what's the airline uh Delta he only has Delta uh credit cards or I guess uh, prepaid cards as opposed to money and it's breaking his wallet and that just is such a layered line because it's like why do you why do you only have a an airliner's like I guess money card and why don't you carry money? <laughs> like that's so weird. And my friend actually wrote a really interesting piece and in saying that like Frank is always running from something, and this is the one that kind of talks about how he runs from it and where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then just the chorus, just see both sides like Chanel. Like that's such a boss lyric because i was making the uh, the connection between the high fashion brand and the way they put the logo especially on uh, mm-hmm. their sunglasses. You know, it's a C and it's on both sides. Yeah, the backwards know? C. Yeah, so, and it just talks about his sexuality in such a subtle manner. Um, so that's for me personally, but I definitely think culturally it was a uh, Cardi B Bodak Yellow.
1: Oh yeah, the song we didn't talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It was definitely one of the most popular.
2: Yeah, and it completely launched Cardi B's career as a musician and it's really funny to think how this just started as a freestyle. She was freestyling over a, a Kodak Black beat and mm. she, it just it became her song. It's uh, it's technically someone else's <laughs> song, but it became her song and it's everywhere and everybody loves it and it's an anthem for women it empowers them but yet i see plenty of guys rocking to it it like it's such a great (laughs) song and i think one of the best descript or best way to describe the song was there's a a video on the internet of people in a subway station and
0: oh i saw this
2: and they're playing cardi b out loud and everybody there knows the lyrics there's like white people hispanic (laughs) people black people asian people like Mm -hmm. it's it's just a a random collection of people who probably don't even know each other but just enjoying this music very purely and just everyone is liking it and it's such a weird so weird to think that this song which talks about uh you know i don't dance no more i make money moves and these are red bottoms these expensive shoes and then you know murder shoes there you go that's the line that i love <laughs> where it's like it's mm-hmm. such a hard hip-hop song but it just broke the cultural barrier and just hit the mainstream so hard and nobody saw it coming and it's like i bet you if you go on a uh, rap genius right now it's still gonna be up there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah who knew that was the song 2017 needed <laughs>
2: right well i think after all the uh grab them by the uh, expletive you know i think we were need, yeah. we need to a nice uh, a big strong female song
0: it's a good point. It's a really good choice. And one that I think looking back on 2017 will be a, an accurate portrayal of what everyone was actually listening to.
2: Yeah. No, I actually also have to say Exo Tour Life as well. I think it started with Exo Tour Life and then Bodak Yellow came and just ran with it. But I think if Bodak Yellow didn't in- exist, it would still be Exo Tour Life because everybody knows that song too. And everybody mm-hmm. knows the push me to the edge. Oh, my friends are yeah. dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody wants to know, why are his friends dead?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the only, I think it came out this year, but the only one we could probably add to the list in terms of popularity would be Bad and Bougie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Redbone. Redbone had a yeah. really because it came out late. It came out in December, but so it, That's car- true. it, it carried, it was early in the year because I remember so many memes of like, this is what Redbone sounds like. When you're in a bathroom or whatever, and just, <laughs> there's also that amazing video of a guy, and he's at a he's at the light, and he's just bumping red bone, and it, 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 for whatever reason he's filming it. But he looks over at the other lady, and the other lady, like as soon as she rolls up to the uh, the light, she, she can obviously hear what he's playing, and she's like, "Oh, okay," and starts just like dancing. She's like, "This is my song," and I was like, "I did not see I, this," and I, I just love when music just gets people like that it just creates an instinctive reaction
0: on that hopeful note um i guess eric we're gonna given your predictions from last year we're gonna turn (laughs) straight to you no pressure (laughs) but turning turning our attention to this year do you guys have any predictions or or even hopes just for the type of music that's going to be released
2: um let me get my crystal ball real quick. Uh, but <laughs> honestly, honestly, this year, I'm not sure. Um, it's very it's very hazy in my crystal ball. But I think I just uh, I I think it's like an open playing field now. I think we're gonna start seeing a we'll probably get another little Uzi album. Um, we'll probably get even more collaborative um, mixtapes or albums, however you want to put them Uh, because i think that's becoming a very big trend and i think it's also just helping artists get out more
1: eddie do you think we'll do you think we'll see the chance the rapper donald glover collaboration album
2: oh man i don't know that
1: they've been teasing us with that one for a while
2: even this year when uh, they were both at uh, some australian music fest they took a picture together and then I think they asked Chance, and Chance was like, whenever he's ready to get in the studio, I'm ready. So, come on, get in the studio. He's just doing everything right now. <laughs> Donald is. Um, but I think we'll see more uh, collaborative projects. Um, I think we'll get a Drake album. Album, not playlist. Another one? Yeah, but <laughs> another one. We'll probably get another G.J. <laughs> Khaled album, too. That guy. Um, oh, gosh,
1: th- of course.
2: Yeah, but I think we'll get a... Um, Another Drake album because he's already been rumored to be in the studio. He's already been sharing snippets of songs and stuff. So he's getting ready for a big rollout. Um, I I don't know what album this is going to take in his career because Views was supposed to be the album. And I don't think it delivered. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he did more life and he labeled that a playlist. So we'll see what direction he goes. He's a very smart guy. He knows how to use the internet. He knows he wants to be a meme because he knows it's just more exposure. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of feels like the Wild West now because I I feel like a lot of uh, characters got brought into the show this year. So we'll see. I'm hoping hoping we'll get Chance's debut album this year um he took a lot of time off kind of i mean that kind never really mm-hmm. stops working but i'm hoping this year it's his final debut album and um
1: i think i have one hope i could project into the ether for 2018 we haven't really mentioned her but i feel like rihanna as of late has really changed her musical style in terms of like mm-hmm. The way she's been singing lately. I don't know. She's doing more like rap style.
2: Rap Rihanna is one of the dopest MCs I've heard or seen. She just has style. (laughs) She's just dripping in it.
1: I love this change in her style so much. And I don't know if we could get a whole album of it or at least more singles. I would be very happy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was gonna mention the same after Cadle played that. Is it Lemon? Yeah, Lemon. This is oh, that she
2: kills it. I get it how I live it. I live it how. I
0: yes, get it. I just want that over and over again all year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> what this, you is gonna, gonna say? this is gonna be my hot take, and I'm kind of putting it out. I think maybe, and I I'm not sure. I think maybe maybe a Beyonce album. I know that's like very soon. Because she likes to take Ooh, her time. I
1: didn't want to say it out loud, but I'm hopeful for it, too. I,
2: I am. And I'm only going to say it's because Coachella. And maybe I should make a make it a little... Maybe I should reel it back a little. Um, maybe just new Beyonce music. <laughs> just in general. Because mm-hmm. I think with the Coachella per, uh, performance coming up, after her dropping out from last year due to her pregnancy, I think she's going to want to get people excited. Even more excited than they already are. She already built this storyline of, well, she dropped out last year, so now she really has to come at it. Um, I don't know why anyone would doubt the queen, but I think she's just going to drop a single. (laughs) Knowing her, she might just drop a whole film just randomly in your theater, and you'll just be like, oh, dang. But I think we'll get something to amp up the expectation for her at Coachella.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of strong female performances in general because a lot of people are turning to their voices and turning to women in general for guidance to help us out of this cultural hellhole. So (laughs) I'm sure that'll apply to music too. And maybe Cardi B was a good intro or foray into this this new world.
2: Oh, and her album, obviously. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing that I'm going to throw in the ring. I think, I, I think I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot and say, I think I was right when I said, give rock about four years. But we did get a very strong Queens of the Stone Age album this year. Uh, very strong. Mm-hmm. It, it should should have been one of my honor, honorable mentions, but you know, not everything is can be. Uh, <laughs> and supposedly we're going to get Arctic Monkeys coming back this year. And after, Ooh. after AM and how strong of a performance and project that was, I'm very excited for that. So I think maybe, but slowly, but surely we might s- start seeing an uptick in, uh, in rock again, which I think yeah. is, is very much needed. Cause as I'm sure we all saw our top fives are very, uh, hip hop R and B, you know, heavy and, mm-hmm As much as I love the genre, I'd like to explore other sounds. So
0: Yeah, maybe that's more of a 2018 resolution (laughs) for at least Gatla and I. (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for this episode of Screensaver. Be sure to check in over the next few days as we release our top movies or go back and listen to our TV episode if you haven't already. And we'll also be debating the pivotal question, who won the year? Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> go check out Eric's House Arrest podcast. And if you have any thoughts you want to share with Carla, Eric, or I, or share your own top albums list with us, be sure to connect with us on Twitter at ScreensaverPod and like our Facebook page, Screensaver Podcast. Can
2: I make a quick announcement?
0: Yeah, go for it.
2: Uh, so, for this year, I really wanted to revamp the pod. Um, I know I took a big hiatus. So, I'm happy to announce um, the Cardboard Cantina will be a new, uh, I guess, episode under the House Arrest banner. Uh, it's my buddy. He's a giant nerd. He's been on the latest ones, but he knows all about Star Wars and Magic the Gathering, the card game, and just other stuff. Giant nerd. So, if anybody's into <laughs> really, like, nerdum stuff. That's the one to listen to. And then another project that we have in the works. The working title right now is Two Guys and a Chick Flick. But I'm sure <laughs> we're going to change it. Uh, and it's going to be my myself and my buddy Addison, who is – he loves Chick Flicks. He's a sucker for them. He thinks they're amazing. He thinks they're art. Me, I'm going to play a little bit more of a cynical side. I enjoy them, but I, I'm not going to pay to see them. Uh, but ultimately, it's going to be him and yeah. him and I – reviewing a movie and kind of going in depth and kind of picking it apart and just you know our thoughts on that
1: oh my gosh that's so exciting so apart from the house arrest feed we're also going to get some new podcasts right so obviously the new content the
2: original house arrest will always be there but now there'll be more stuff popping up and there also might be a uh, wrestling podcast that might i might do with my uh old roommate uh she started a twitter where it's just she live tweets as she watches wrestling and it's just funny and it's just gonna be us making fun of it honestly more so than anything else so yeah I don't know. if anybody's interested check it out
0: oh my gosh big year for house arrest and cardboard Cantina and possibly two guys in a chick flick and an untitled wrestling yeah. podcast yep. wow all of this and house arrest has a website too really? yeah
2: house arrest podcast.com that's probably the best way to catch it if you don't have the uh apple podcast app i know some people listen on the androids and whatnot Mm -hmm. um i'm working on getting it onto soundcloud but soundcloud wants to charge me a bunch of money to just upload more than two tracks at a time so you know struggle is real
0: (laughs) (laughs) well given how busy it sounds like you are thank you so much for joining us today you definitely helped give our top albums uh A lot of it give our lists a lot more credibility and our predictions obviously a lot more credibility. That was incredible. And hoping
2: hoping to keep the streak.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll we'll have you back on the pod again soon and we'll be keeping an eye out for all of your new ones. Um that does it for this episode of Screensaver. Thanks for listening everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.